Welcome to the Air Health, Our Health podcast. I'm Erica, a lung and ICU doctor. Every day in my ICU and clinic, I see patients who are there from breathing unhealthy air. And I started Air Health, Our Health to focus more upstream on the importance of healthy air for healthy people and healthy economies. Thanks for joining me. Today on the podcast, I wanted to pause while COVID-19 is surging in the world and find joy this year. I know that's hard given the horrific losses of life and stability this pandemic has caused, but I do want to take this time in the holiday season to focus on what we have and can safely do this year. I'm recording this podcast on the third Sunday of Advent. In my religious tradition, that is the Sunday we focus on joy. I wanted to celebrate today the joys of having a cozy COVID Christmas and what the science seems to be telling us about how we can celebrate our respective holidays while minimizing the risk to our loved ones and community. First, it is important to share my perspective, which is that of an ICU doctor who has taken care of too many people who have not survived this pandemic. The loss from COVID-19 is staggering. At the time I am recording this, we have 71.8 million global cases and 1.6 million deaths worldwide and almost 300,000 deaths in the United States. In my state of Oregon, over 1,100 people have died and many more of my fellow Oregonians have recovered from COVID-19, but do not know what long-term effects they may face. Heartbreakingly, this is devastating already disadvantaged communities to a greater degree than the general population. There is every indication that the numbers of dead and affected are going to accelerate in the short term, despite the hope that the new vaccines bring. We have children who have been orphaned in our country by COVID-19. We have so many people who have lost family members, and I have even cared for people who have been hospitalized along with other family members, struggling in isolation in different parts of the hospital. The most haunting and horrible part of this illness has been the cruelty of the solitary death. Prior to COVID-19 and its safety restrictions, if we knew someone was dying or likely to die despite our best efforts and we had time, family and friends would come surround the bed in a vigil, sharing memories and stories among themselves and with those of us on the healthcare team caring for their loved ones. It made a bitter moment bittersweet. This year, there is so much bitterness, as the ability to have family present in the same way has been taken from us. The patient is often more confused and alone. The family may be outside in a car or calling in frantically, wild with understandable grief, and will suffer for a long time from the inability to be truly present at this moment of passing. It has been hard to be in the ICU during this time. Every time I leave the hospital after caring for my critically ill patients, I pull into my garage, go to the room we have designated for mommy's hospital items, change my clothes and follow my decontamination ritual, and then hug my children and greet my husband and try to take a moment to recognize with deep gratitude that my family is healthy and whole. All the grief and the darkness can be overwhelming, but in my faith tradition, this is also the season where we focus on hope coming in the darkness. I know that many faiths have similar values in their winter holidays, in which we recognize how vital hope is despite the call of despair. I will focus on three potential gifts from this pandemic. The first is a gift of time, the second is the embrace of new technology, and the third is the protective gift of the outdoors. In my home, with two full-time working parents and three children, I know we are not alone feeling like the holidays can be an extra busy time thrown on top of a schedule that barely has enough room in it. The first gift of this extra time COVID has forced upon us has been a very valid reason to jettison the frantic schedule and spend more time with our families in a sustained way. We can take time to read that extra book, play a game, bake, and build memories that will last. Travel and mixing of households is risky for COVID-19 spread, so spending a simple and small holiday this year can be embraced as an opportunity prior to the likely resumption of busier holidays in the years to come. 
In a second gift, there is normalization of using video technology to safely communicate with family and patients. This pandemic has crashed the entire world onto video conferencing platforms, and it no longer seems odd to talk to someone on the other end of the country or world, whereas before they may not have been, quote unquote, in the area. Now we are video conferencing with people across town or in the same office, so we are all more physically distanced from each other. Many of us are now often in touch with those with whom we had not been as much prior. As a physician, I have been gratified by the rapid uptake in telehealth, which I think will benefit many of my patients. The third gift has been the seeming safety of the outdoors compared to the indoors. COVID-19 has been a virus that is so insidious in its long pre-symptomatic phase and capacity to spread through the simple, intimate moments of conversation, of laughter and singing. It is precisely the kind of gatherings that we traditionally long to have at the holidays that make COVID-19 most likely to spread. Outbreak investigations have shown the dangers of indoor spaces over and over again. There is the dramatic example of a choir in Washington state, in which one person with COVID-19 attended a choir practice with 61 people. 53 of those 61 people ended up with COVID-19 following this. Three of them who became ill went to the hospital and two of them died. A recent publication highlighted the danger of indoor dining with a person infected after five minutes from someone sitting over 20 feet away. This makes the idea of the kind of indoor gatherings and religious celebrations many of us would want to have in this time unsafe. Further exploration has shown the importance of lack of ventilation, of close contacts, and indoor spaces for allowing both droplet and aerosol spread of the virus. It appears that spending more time outside is much safer, especially when combined with masking and distancing. So how can we spend time with our loved ones, especially vulnerable individuals such as grandparents, those with diabetes or hypertension, immunosuppression, or other potential risks for severe and potentially deadly COVID infection? The answers are still emerging, but this is what I have done in our lives with the data so far for this holiday season. Though we of course had hoped for a large family gathering at Thanksgiving, our individual households elected not to mingle indoors. I had a delicious Thanksgiving meal with my husband and kids, and then we went for an afternoon walk in a lovely wooded park with my parents. All wore masks, but were able to enjoy a crisp fall afternoon together. My parents will go on other masked walks with us and the children, and we enjoy our in-person time and conversation. I have purchased an electric heat lamp for our back porch and have invited loved ones over outdoors with masking and distancing as well, and even occasionally sipping hot beverages safely to keep away the Oregon chill. None of this comes with zero risk, but the risk of transmission outdoors is far lower than indoors, and when coupled with distancing and masks, becomes acceptable. This is obviously not as satisfying as our usual family holidays in which we pile more people into a house than fit comfortably, enjoy the chaos and noise of children running all over, and the sweetness of multiple generations under the same roof. However, the collective love of our families we are all showing by physically distancing during the holidays is a gift we give to our families and communities. That gift will mean that there will be more of us around to celebrate the holidays next year. I wish you a wonderful holiday season. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I can't believe it has already been going on for half a year. I will be taking a break for the holidays and we'll be back in January. If you are in the position to donate this year, please consider donating to your local food bank. If you know you will be looking for a way to exercise off the holiday calories, I am forming a Fight for Air Climb team to benefit the American Lung Association. You can join the team from anywhere in the world to raise money for the life-saving work of the ALA. It will be done in a socially distanced and safe way. You can find details in the show notes. Have a cozy and safe holiday, and the Air Health, Our Health podcast will return in the new year. We're coming to the end of the podcast. For more information about the importance of healthy air, please visit airhealthourhealth.org and follow on Instagram and Facebook. 
Remember, if you do nothing else, don't light things on fire and breathe them into your lungs. This applies to tobacco, diesel fuel, forests, and more. Thanks for joining me today. I am a full-time physician and not an epidemiologist or public health expert. This podcast is for your education and entertainment, but should not be interpreted as individual medical advice. Please consult with your own healthcare team to determine what is right for your health. Thank you and stay safe.